0: The disciples who denied and, indeed, abandoned the Lord must have been not a little worried when he appeared there with them. But then all worry was dissolved by his words, Peace be with you. Let us repeat them to ourselves that we, through the Lord's help, achieve in our lives and through each of our days peace of heart. That's at the center, don't you think, that trusting God, at the center of the spiritual life. Let us be apostles in turn at letting others know that God loves them, that sinners are welcome. Everyone is welcome here to convert and achieve the fullness of life. Peace be with you. God loves you. The good news. Today, this actual date is the uh, anniversary of the uh, Pope, good Pope John, John XXIII's encyclical, Pacem in Terris, Peace on Earth. It was the first that was addressed to all people of goodwill. It was the work of a lifetime of experience, and it was in the middle of the Cuban Missile Crisis, or just after the middle of the Cuban Missile Crisis, where he actually had been an intermediary between the great powers. And uh, He actually was able by a statement of his that was reprised elsewhere in the newspapers there To get him out of the burden of uh, playing up to the generals around him so he had a good excuse to take the missiles out of Cuba and At the Kennedy School every five years they have retrospectives of the Cuban Missile Crisis and every five years They make it scarier because they find out more stuff that for instance there were Sub Russian submarines along the coast that had permission if they lost contact and it seemed useful to take out the cities along the coast in these United States and on and on. And uh, so we somehow, and then they have the tapes. There was only really one person holding on in the Oval Office against, as the saying goes, mutual assured destruction. And so that was no small thing, and born of that, born of that near Armageddon and everyone. Uh, I was in high school, everyone went to church, not to lunch. Have you ever met adolescents not going to lunch, but to church? Because everyone thought the world would be at an end. And so John wrote Potchum and Terrace. Now, issues of that and hydrogen bombs, far worse, continue. And so peace on Earth is what we need to hear and work toward. And peace be with you is the first step. That Christ says to us, whatever our worry, our fears, our sins, Everyone is welcome here to hear the good news and for us to be apostles of that. The disciples rejoiced and he said it again, peace be with you. A good thing because for all of us, we're so rushed and harried about small things of the moment. It takes time to sink in. And then the apostles are sent. Peace, joy, mercy, the good news to all the world. And for everyone to be welcomed here, or those words have no meaning. I think I've already told you, Good Father Patrick is going to hear confessions right after this Mass in the work sacristy, and we're going to have them from 4.30 to 6.30 today, right through the 5 p.m. Mass, so you see the availability of those. But how important for us to think on this Mercy Sunday, the feast established by St. John Paul II, Sister Faustina, the mercy of God, to trust in God. I had this, uh, my father's best friend was Polish, so I looked up at this every day when I got out of bed. It was on the other side of my room. I was an early adopter, (laughs) so it was always there. And what a great thing to be able to trust in God and God's mercy and love and forgiveness, much as we have with the sacred heart, but let us give the divine mercy its due. And let us be aware of the extra graces God gives us today and to be frank at every moment. That famous image of Christ, the light of the world, in Keeble College, Oxford, holding the lantern, knocking on the door, and every preacher tells you what? There's no doorknob on the outside because it's the human heart, and it can only be opened from within. And so on this day, to open our hearts to God's mercy and God's love and to God's forgiveness. We see Thomas as a skeptic, and so far as that goes, it's true. But Thomas was frankly just interested in the truth of the matter. He wasn't there a week before. And now he, uh, and so he was skeptical. Maybe they misunderstood things. Maybe they didn't get things. Truth to tell, Christ was treated horribly graphically. He wanted to make sure that this was really Christ and not just a phantasm or a ghost or an image or an impression. And then Christ appeared in the room. And he said, put your hand into the nail marks, which was just Thomas's point. Or your hand, your finger, or then your hand into my side that had been cut open. And then he said he gave the greatest confession of faith in all of Scripture. I use it for the elevation of the host and the chalice at Mass as as an aspiration. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. So the greatest skeptic... Is become the greatest believer, which I think should tell us if we drew a line under it and took what it taught us. Not only about belief, but that God gave us our eyes and our brains to use them, not abandon them or entrust them to other people's telling us what to do. And so that kind of healthy skepticism is not a burden and doesn't keep us from faith, and gullibility is not faith. And so Thomas is our guarantor of, you might say, a post-scientific understanding there and then. He's a guarantor that this is the real truth and it's been checked out and passed down. And then he gives the occasion for our Lord to sort of come through the fourth wall and speak to all of us. Blessed you have seen and believed. Blessed are they who have not seen, but have believed. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org. That's stpaulparish.org. God bless and see you next time.